0: see that with the democratic party we see extremists dictating radical positions
1: let me back up for a second and just say president biden has done a masterful job in managing this situation i just want
2: you to know i may be irish but i'm not stupid i married dominic Giacoppa's daughter <laughs> freedom is back in style welcome America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number two nineteen. Everything is Putin's price hikes. Inflation is Putin's fault. People don't believe that either. They know that we had inflation before this. They know that gas prices were high before this. So they they haven't dialed this in quite right yet. You can't blame everything in the economy.
3: All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, toll-free. It's 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll get to your calls at the bottom of this half hour. Um, so the big lie is that Putin price hike, Putin caused inflation. Only problem is uh, gas prices were up, way up under Joe Biden, and in part because everything we've told you, they stopped the the federal land auctions for oil companies, et cetera, et cetera. Then we we have debunked ad, ad nauseum the 9,000 leases you already have available. Okay, then the environmental extremist uh, regulations to put on the oil and gas companies. Then, of course, closing ANWR um, and even importing oil from Russia, which is insane. At least they stopped that. But they're sending emissaries to negotiate with Venezuela, potentially to import oil from Venezuela. We're told this Iranian deal they're working on would allow the Iranians to sell us oil. Uh, that would make Ayatollah's uh, the number one state sponsor of terror really rich again. That would be pretty stupid. And but anyway, but the blame game continues inflation 40-year high months and months before vladimir putin invaded russia uh same with gas prices dramatically higher now they're even going higher further okay that last part you can give a little bit of credit to vladimir putin but also blame america for not being energy independent which joe biden inherited then we've got our neighbors to the north little justin and canada they're begging to send us more oil So why are we begging OPEC, Venezuela, and Iran? Doesn't make sense. Anyway, here is the administration just blaming anybody and everybody for high gas prices except their own radical policies.
2: I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down. I will do what needs to be done to reduce the price you pay at the pump.
0: Even if we drilled as much as we could... Uh, the price of oil is still set globally. This Keystone
1: Pipeline, it would take years for that to have an impact on prices. There's
2: an impediment to production in the United States It's called the bankers on Wall Street. Oil prices and and gas prices are famously something that is largely outside of the direct control of any political figure. The price of oil is very much dependent upon the global supply, and that's manipulated for price by countries that don't always uh, have the same values
3: that we have. Are
0: you guys just going to start blaming Putin? For everything? Putin's price hikes
2: at the pump. Putin's price hike here at home. Putin. All right, we you get the, we get
3: we get the message here. Austin Goolsbee, professor, Chicago's Booth School of Economics, former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors for Obama and the Obama administration. You know what's interesting? Your your pal Lawrence Summers has probably been the the most accurate in predicting that inflation A wasn't transitory. That was another lie told by Biden and Saki and Kamala Harris. And also is out there and saying this is the, these interest rate hikes are going to be very real and severe, and saying that the likelihood of recession is very high. Do you agree with Lawrence Summers, your fellow Democrat, Obama administration official? Well, first of all, Sean, thanks for having me back. You <laughs> no, no don't, no, back. don't, don't start with the nice routine about you. They're going to wonder <laughs> about you.
2: Uh, I've some I I kind of disagreed with Larry. Um, before the inflation, I thought it would prove to be more temporary than it was. So I, I think he's, I think he is right um, that the rates are probably going to have to go up more than than what um, than what the Fed has has been anticipating.
3: Do you acknowledge the simple truth that before Russia ever came near invading Ukraine, that? Uh, the price of a gallon of gasoline on average had gone up close to a little below a buck 50 a gallon already. You acknowledge that truth, correct?
2: Well, uh, it, it was up. W- what are you dating it to? Cause
3: no, the, no, no. I'm uh, uh, what where, before broke, Vladimir he Putin. Hang, hang on. Before All right. He right. Before he, before he started amassing troops, it was like a buck 25 more a gallon already. That's the fact the,
2: the price of oil was at 85 dollars a barrel at the beginning of december that was definitely up from, for sure,
3: from the all right but you're, you're ducking weaving and dodging the price of oil before putin started amassing if that's your timeline which i disagree with but we'll use it anyway but yeah. before he started amassing troops and military equipment was up man, on average about a buck and a quarter of gallon nationwide
2: of, the, of COVID? Yes.
3: No, compared to Donald Trump's last year in office.
2: In other words, the depths of COVID, yes.
3: Okay, so you at least you're acknowledging that. So whatever price increase... So look, price so is Now, went now, down now,
2: When there was a collapse of the economy under Donald Trump and COVID.
3: Okay, nice try. In- That's not going to fly on this program. Now, the premier, when he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and Jen Psaki saying we can't get it up for years... Well, the premier of Alberta said we're about eight to ten months away from finishing it, and if we finished it, it the Canadians would able would be able to import into the U.S. or export into the U.S. nine hundred thousand barrels of oil a day, and we can get Canadian oil. Uh, wouldn't that be better than begging Venezuela and Iran and OPEC uh, to increase production or importing oil from enemy countries? It's
2: two different things. I, I was I thought the Venezuela thing was weird.
3: The Keystone Pipeline wasn't built. <laughs> by, so by the bad. way, what they do you mean, mean it's weird? In fact, the price of oh, the oh, United close. Ba- 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 Let's go back one second. Maduro, you admit is a murdering thug, right? He's a bad. He's a bad dude. Bad guy. I mean, the Iranians and the and in the, in the Iran, Iranian mullahs in Iran—they're the number one state sponsor of terror, right? You acknowledge that?
2: Yeah. Look, I, I'm. I yes. Yes. Not a fan. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm not. I don't have their bank accounts. If they're the largest, they were a bad regime. The Iran deal was a good deal to get them to stop their nuclear.
3: No, that was the worst deal in the history the of mankind.
2: Is a, is a throwing out the deal has proved to be really problematic on nuclear and geopolitics.
3: So wait a minute. You think a deal that resulted in billions of dollars dropped on a tarmac? to the mullahs of iran the number one state sponsor of terror where we we the united states did not we did not get as part of that deal any place any time inspections a deal that would expire anyway in 2025 which then would allow the iranians to pursue nuclear weapons once again now, uh, they,
2: you, they began pursuing the nuclear weapons the centrifuges etc as soon as the deal was ended and now, no, many that of would the be... people who w- had questions about the deal originally have viewed that abolishing the deal unilaterally w- has proved to be a major mistake.
3: So, according to reports this new deal would allow the Russians to build a nuclear facility about 10 billion dollars worth in Iran. It would it would free up sanctioned money to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. And the United States would then help Iran and the mullahs of Iran get really wealthy and rich because we'd import their oil. You think that's a good deal for us?
2: Uh, I don't know. They, they don't have a deal, and it the, doesn't look like there's going to be one because, as you know, the Russians are trying to carve out a way to go around the sanctions. If there but, were to be a deal
3: now, so, do you think so that I Joe don't Biden know. is I don't know
2: what would be in it? Uh,
3: do, do you I think Joe Biden is making a, a mistake?
2: That's What you say?
3: allowing putin to be the the broker in this deal
2: um putin to be the how is putin the broker
3: russia putin is i a i'll give you the answer like, russia is brokering this new iranian deal
2: it doesn't make you a broker if you're blocking the deal
3: that's that's not no broker. not broker no 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 they're at the negotiating table trying yeah, to get the deal
2: they were part of the original deal
3: so and that's okay with you
2: they were in the deal they're not a broker (laughs) how would you have a deal
3: that they the iranians won't speak to us directly so russia and china are uh,
2: and europe we we have
3: well let me ask you this question
2: parties that were part of the deal as i say i don't know that they're actually gonna have any deal because it seems like vladimir putin is just trying
3: it seems like joe wants one badly don't you think it's a dumb idea to keep begging OPEC, who keeps rejecting the U.S. to increase their oil production? Isn't it a bad idea to talk to Venezuela? Isn't it a bad idea to negotiate any deal that would allow the U.S. to import oil from, from Iran? Isn't that dumb economically exactly and for, 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 for national Donald security Trump reasons? Did.
2: He did exactly what Donald Trump did.
3: Which no, is he didn't.
2: Press, yes, which is pressure OPEC to supply more oil. And they did it they, before Vladimir Putin began amassing troops. The price of oil was coming down, had fallen about 25 percent because OPEC had begun ramping up their production.
3: And the Donald and then, Trump, we were paying nearly two, just a little over two dollars a gallon for gasoline. And Donald Trump also took office and made America for the first time in 75 years a net. Uh, uh energy independent and a net exporter of energy
2: i went and looked that up because you told me that the last time and we were still importing one third of the oil we use you keep saying we were no 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 but you got but when you but when you put it was is that we opened up exports and so we export more than
3: we because can. we have better refining facilities hang on the net, when you become a net exporter of energy, that means that you are producing more than you need. Import and for refining purposes very different, and that we were a net exporter between natural gas, oil, and coal. We didn't need anything from anybody in the world. And the last month or few months of the Trump presidency, we didn't import, for example, one barrel of oil from Saudi Arabia, not one.
2: We imported one-third of the oil we used, do you not? Do you not acknowledge that?
3: I acknowledge that we imported oil, but for refinery purposes, because a lot of these countries don't have the ability to refine it.
2: We're using oil. Sixty some percent of our imports
3: come from. All right, air. but hang on. What 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 part of us being a net exporter of energy did you not understand? Because that was the I reality. I fully
2: totally understood it. I'm afraid you didn't understand what a the difference between a net exporter and okay. a gross exporter.
3: So, so it was Donald Trump that opened the Keystone XL pipeline and then the North Dakota pipeline. It was Donald Trump that opened up Anwar. Donald Trump that reduced, you know, these these burdensome regulations on the energy sector. It was Donald Trump that was basically said to oil and energy companies, frack baby frack and drill baby drill, and we produce more energy than we are under Joe Biden. Two questions.
2: Why do you think, if you just look at domestic U.S. oil production, barrels per day, why is the average barrels per day produced in the United States higher under Joe Biden?
3: That's not true. Oh, you, no, you're, you, yes, it is. The the, the, no, the, no per this per day is day what you're saying. Th- this is their talking point. Donald, Tr- Joe Biden uh, produced more oil in his first year in office. Than Donald Trump did in his first year of office. That's true, but it's but, four years but that's now, a, but. that's called a sleight of hand because then Donald Trump opened up energy production in this country, and as a result, by the time he ended his presidency after four years, he we were a net exporter of energy and we were energy independent. Meaning we had enough uh, of our own supply to take care of our own needs first. But we
2: didn't. We imported one third of the oil that we used. The
3: keys don't. You're missing the. You're missing the refinery question. American oil. The Why do other countries come? Why do other countries send oil to us besides us importing it? Don't they send it here to get refined?
2: They send it here to be refined. So thank we you it for gasoline.
3: No. We so and it then we and, put and the then we and then we export it out. That's the point.
2: You, is your view that the U.S. Is simply a turnstile that we don't actually use the oil that we import.
3: No, I'm saying Canada. that America has enough energy resources, oil, to last over well, well over a hundred years to meet all of our needs and them some. We are the the Middle East of natural gas. We have more natural gas than <laughs> sure, pretty much the, the East
2: in- of the Middle East. Look, the, the the if I told you that this year oil production in the U.S. Under Joe Biden, is oh going to gosh. be the second highest in the history of the United States. Would that make you happy?
3: It would make me happy. I would let you know That's what I'd true. make me. You That's know what would be. You know what. You know what would make me even happier if Joe would will pull back on all of the burdensome regulations he's put on the energy companies, and they can't do their job to the best of their ability. And we we should be again energy independent and a net exporter of energy. But I got to run. Anyway. Now, are you are you still? What, do we have any bet going here? I want to bet.
2: Yeah, you owe me money from the
3: previous one. I do. I do not. I don't owe you a penny. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, I took you, you and your wife out to dinner, and you had the best meal you ever had in your no, life. With was the, a good meal. I'm not disputing uh, that.
2: But you right. bet me ten grand that Obamacare would cost a hundred million people their insurance.
3: We don't have 100 million people in their insurance, but we lost millions and millions lost their doctors. Millions lost their plans. And by the way, the average person is paying about 250% more, and they're not saving the $2,500 a year as promised.
2: I fed the bear. I should have stopped it. Thanks you should have. Goodbye.
3: <laughs> See you later. inspired solutions for america this is the sean hannity show all right 25 now to the top of the hour 800 941 sean if you want to join us so linda I'm, I'm i've been very very consistently clear on my position as it relates to ukraine right I, there's no ambiguity here None. i said over and over again not one single american boot on the ground correct correct and I've said over and over and over again, if the Ukrainians want to fight after they've been invaded, uh, they're a sovereign country. Um, and we see, let's see, oh, mass graves, indiscriminate bo- bombing of women and children. We saw the disaster unfold of, you know, Russian troops firing at at innocent men and women and children this weekend. Just I mean, there's firing away at all of them. Uh, We see neighborhoods leveled, apartment complexes leveled. We see all the atrocities you expect in war and that if the Ukrainians show as they have been showing a willingness to fight for their own country, um, my position is not a single American boot on the ground uh, and that we can sell them all the weapons they want. Maybe they can't pay for them now, but we'll figure out a payment plan down the road, hopefully if they can push the Russians uh, out of their country. I'm not sure if they can, but we'll see what happens over time. And but, to I, me, I mean,
1: you've been saying this ad nauseum, Sean. I mean, I know. you know, I was saying this to the team earlier. I mean... I mean, I was out of my mind when you were talking about monoclonals, but then, you know, people didn't remember what you said. And I kind of feel the same way now about, you know, pinpoint accuracy, precision from a place in Florida with the drone. (laughs) Don't we have the technology? I mean, and people are like, oh, my God, this again. But then you see the left wing media is like Sean Hannity says to put boots on the ground. I'm like, the man has never said that. In fact, he has said the exact. In fact, I can think of an interview where you were just talking with Dan Hoffman. And you and Dan Hoffman had this conversation and you were like, I don't want our young men and women on the ground in the middle of this crisis. We just it's you couldn't be more clear.
3: What do I say historically? Well, people ask me, well, what is your political philosophy, Hannity? Well, I like the Reagan doctrine because Ronald Reagan never put a boot on the ground when the Soviets invaded Afghanistan in the 80s. But he did provide them with the means to defeat the Soviets. And in that war, it ended up being Stinger missiles. Uh, I supported Reagan helping uh, the freedom fighting Contras in uh, Nicaragua battle back against the the communist Sandinistas and Daniel Ortega, uh, not a single American boot on the ground. Uh, I support the Trump doctrine, which is bomb the living daylights out of the caliphate that grew under Obama and Biden. Uh, There might have been a couple of intel boots on the ground just to make sure that the accuracy was perfect, but no boots on the ground for the most part. And uh, he did the same thing with Soleimani, the same thing with Baghdadi and associates, the same thing with the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. And I agree with America first principles, make America great again principles, save America principles, you know, and no matter how many times I say it, you know, people just just distort it on purpose. But again, and that-
1: Sean, remember when you were talking about Afghanistan? And, you know, we're, we're looking at over 200 days now of SIV holders and American citizens left behind enemy lines. Nobody is there to help them. Nobody is there to rescue them. The situation there is beyond dire and nobody's saying a word. Nobody's talking about it. But we're sending 13 billion dollars in aid, only one billion of which is going to military aid to
3: Ukraine. It can't, you, you, you can't get any dumber. So the New York Times and others are suggesting and what was the Rolling Stone magazine saying Hannity was quoting Putin's spokesperson who said that Joe is cognitively weak. I'm like, I say it every day of the week. And And my point and my point, I've said it before, before the election. And not only that, I can play example after example that corroborates what I'm saying is true. My point was our enemies see it. There's a reason. Now, why was Crimea annexed under Biden, Obama? And why did the caliphate grow under Biden, Obama, but not under Trump? Why is it now that Ukraine is invaded again under Biden? There are reasons for it. And the main reason is they perceive Joe as weak. That might be their talking point. But if they got it, they stole it from me because I've been making the case that having a weak American president is not good for this country and it's not good for the world. I wrote a book about it, Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink. Now it's the on the brink part economically and on national security issues. So, you know, I, I find it amazing. Well, Hannity said that they recognize what Hannity recognizes. That was my point. They already they, they know the reason they're doing this is because they see the weakness. And the other but thing also-
1: is... But also the other point you've been making that nobody else is making even now as the evidence is becoming more and more mainstream is the fact that the Biden family is compromised by the many connections that they have to Ukraine.
3: I'm I'm sure well that when Hunter Biden's name showed up on Putin's list it wasn't an accident. When Hillary Clinton's name showed up on there it was not an accident. That was their propaganda, their lies. And, you know, how many more times can I say, for me, it's a matter of conscience. We can't be the world's policemen. We just can't. We have the capacity to, but we can't. Um, and, well, actually, we don't have the capacity. And nor am I willing to risk any more of our national treasure because these idiot politicians are all gung-ho. They're all united. They're all, let's, let's we're going to war. Then they never fight those wars like Trump did against ISIS to win the war, and then they, they politicized the war, and then after so many people died and and have these catastrophic injuries, they say never mind. And well, how many times have I been saying never again? Can we ever go down that road again? So, but you know, I like the Reagan doctrine and the Trump doctrine as it relates to these conflicts. You don't have long protracted wars. You don't put an American boot on the ground. If if, but you do support there's, there's got to be some level of what kind of country do we want to be? Look, America's always had a strain of, of or a, a group of people. The word is, and they, they hate when you call them this, isolationist. And they want to just put blinders on and, and say, that's not our problem. Um, I'm not one of those people. My Christian faith, to be very honest, is what guides me here. And I can't look at mass graves and innocent men, women and children and say, we're not going to lift a finger if they're see, willing to fight. That's an excellent fight,
1: point. What's not about Putin or Zelensky?
3: It's no, about, not to me.
1: It's about the civilians, right? Because they're just literally victims in the middle of a hot mess. And I know you've been talking about the Reagan cuts that we were playing earlier today. And it, it reminds me of when Obama made fun of Romney and he was like, you know, the 1980s are calling, you know, they, they want their... Uh, they want their uh, policies back, you know, their Russian policies back. And who are you to talk about your, you know, this? It's so stupid and nobody cares about Russia. And and here we are again. And it's like, this is what happens when you don't study history and you don't remember what happened. You're doomed to repeat it. And in this case, they keep talking about Ukraine being a sovereign nation, but they don't care about the United States' as sovereign borders. I mean, the hypocrisy is yeah, just that, that hypocrisy every day. Oh, my it, God.
3: This is their simple. And by the way, there's many people out there that don't want to support our our allies, Israel, a geopolitical, you know, the only democracy in the region, in the Middle East. That is beyond short sighted to me, because whether you want to believe it or not, alliances matter. And then that if Putin tests NATO's alliance, it's going to be interesting to see if it's it got any teeth in it or it's a paper tiger.
1: And one final point before you go to your calls, because I know you want to get the callers. You make a very interesting point about Israel, because Israel already had the approval for the East Med line, which would have given the European Union access to another energy source and Correct. completely gotten rid of that. And instead, we're going to OPEC and Iran and Saudi Arabia. Why? Israel way, is willing to work with you. Why?
3: I, I, I think Benjamin Netanyahu with Levin last night was as clear. He had moral clarity and he just laid it all out. We have I'll an never forget what he said
1: to you. Remember your interview with him. Which one? This is coming to a theater near you.
3: And I know many of the things I've been saying over the years. People have said, "Well, you know, he's just saying it. Don't think about it."
1: This is what I. This is a danger I've been pointing to. It's not a spin. It's not uh, a wing. It is a clinical diagnosis of a pathological uh, movement. That is sweeping our area, but will soon come to a theater near you. It has to be stopped now. The ones who are standing right now in front of this
3: tsunami is Israel. Support Israel. Support yourself. That He was right, and he's always he been right. right. And he's I can't wait right. for him to be prime minister again. All right, let's get to some calls here. Let's say hi to Charles in California. Charles, what the hell are you doing out there? Are you out of your mind? Get out of there.
0: Somebody's got to stay and fight, Sean.
3: Yeah, but I'm telling you, you're not going to win for a long time, if ever.
0: (laughs) Uh, Not going to give up.
3: Good for you. What's on your mind today?
0: I just wanted to bring up a topic that I really haven't heard too much about. Um, If Ukraine had something similar to our Second Amendment, do you think that that would have affected the earlier days or as a deterrent?
3: I think the people were pretty well armed and and very quickly armed. Um, So a deterrent you know when you have hypersonic missiles and you have the tanks that Vladimir Putin has and you outman and outgun uh like Russia does Ukraine it's it's it would it have been helpful perhaps but the insurgency though you definitely could use to defend yourself the ak-47 or whatever weapon you have automatic weapon but you really need the javelins the stingers you you really need the 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 Mig's and the jets that's what's going to win the war and the drones so per, correct that's
0: what will win it but do you think that it may have slowed the Russians down possibly
3: well they've obviously been slowed down on a, on a lot of fronts I mean to my surprise I did not expect Putin's army to be this bad I thought they would have been better. Uh, to my surprise, the resolve of the Ukrainian people to fight back has been an, pretty inspiring, actually. And as they, now that they've shown a willingness to fight, the Western world should provide them the means to fight. And by the way, I'm not forgiving anybody anything for free. We can't afford it. So over time, they're going to have to find ways to pay us back. But in the interim, we're not going to deny them the weaponry that they need to fight the war, because by then it would be over. Uh, anyway, hang, uh, by the way, out in California, they have a four hundred dollar gas rebate. That'll take California to universal basic income probably faster than anything else. Quick break. Right back to the phones. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, our number, if you want to be a part of the program at the top of the next hour. Cash Patel, who is the former Pentagon chief of staff, is asking a lot of tough questions about Joe Biden's involvement with China, Ukraine, Russia. Uh, questions we've been asking that we haven't gotten answers to. He'll join us as well. All right, back to our busy phones. Uh, Let's say hi to Steve is in New York. Steve, how are you? Glad you called. Good. How are you today? I'm good, sir. Happy Monday. There's no such thing as a happy Monday, but happy Monday. Yeah, you too.
0: <laughs> um, I'm calling because I'm a, a farmer in upstate New York, and our uh, lovely New York State government is trying to push a a labor bill, and it's going to devastate our farmers.
3: What? What um, is? I'm not familiar with the bill. Tell me about
0: it. So what's going to do? Like two years ago, they they kind of they, they made us go to 60 hour work weeks for our labor. Um, and as you know, farming, you can't really, you know, when it comes to harvest season, you can't, uh, Mother Nature dictates a lot of what you can do. And now they're trying to force us into a 40 hour work week.
3: Oh, um, good grief.
0: It's, yeah, it's not going to really work well for us.
3: That's not going to work well for anybody. You know, you only have a limited no. time when you can get take get your crops before they begin to deteriorate and you can't then then it becomes a waste so you know those are periods where you usually work longer hours look the farmers that i knew and heard of and and interviewed over the course of my life i can tell you they're up before the sun rises and they're not done until the sun sets so it's not a nine to five job and you know in the case of, of many farmers it's it's every single day, including Saturday and Sunday, you don't get a day off.
0: Right, and it's going to take an already inflated economy and inflate it more. You know, our food prices are going to have to go up to try to compensate for this.
3: Yep, expect um, it. I mean, you're they're, they're not lifting a finger to help lower food prices or gas prices. You're right. Uh, thanks, Steve. Joe and Ella what's up, Big Joe? How are you?
2: I love your show. Well, listen, David Perdue, is, uh, Donald Trump is coming to i uh, see you uh, out to Georgia this week, to Kemp
3: Saturday. On yeah.
2: Great. David Perdue. And I think this will put David Perdue over the top against Brian Kemp. And then I predict David will go on to the beat, the socialist Stacey Abrams. So I'm fired up for David Perdue.
3: I'm supporting David and Herschel down in Georgia. Um, the polls have Kemp with a slight lead. But what's interesting about the polls in Georgia is almost – half of Republican primary voters don't know the Trump well, that Trump's supporting Purdue that I found fat both Trafalgar weak. Insider Advantage a number of polls have shown the same thing I'm like how do they not know that but you know sometimes it takes it it takes maybe a rally like this one Saturday to, to change uh, momentum but Sean, anyway Big Joe we, we love you man what's thank that
2: thank you John you're the best
3: appreciate you being with us quick break right back